Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, a guide to spiritual enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today, we are reading the author's preface to the paperback edition of The Power of Now. And last week, we finished the last section in chapter 10, and it's kind of interesting that we have completed the book and now <laughs> we're going to read the author's preface my name is barbara wainwright and i'm here with gilda simone welcome gilda thank you six years after it was first published the power of now continues to play its part in the urgent task of the transformation of human consciousness although i was privileged to give birth to it I feel that the book has taken on a life and momentum of its own. It has reached several million readers worldwide, many of whom have written to me to tell me of life-changing effect it has had on them. Due to the extremely high volume of correspondence I receive, I am regretfully no longer able to send personal replies, but I would like to take this opportunity to express my deepest gratitude to all those who have written to me to share their experiences. I am moved and deeply touched by many of those accounts, and they leave no doubt in my mind that an unprecedented shift in consciousness is indeed happening on our planet. I agree with that. I believe there's an unprecedented shift in consciousness that is happening. And if you are listening to this podcast, then you are part of that shift in consciousness. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being present, for bringing your presence and your light to the planet. Eckhart went on to say, nobody could have predicted the rapid growth of the book when Namaste Publishing in Vancouver published the first edition of 3,000 copies in 1997. During its first year of publication, the book found its readers almost exclusively through word of mouth. That was the time when I would personally deliver a few copies every week to some small bookstores in Vancouver something I found enormously satisfying, knowing that every book that I handed over had the potential of changing someone's life. Friends helped by placing copies of the book in spiritual bookstores farther afield, Calgary, Seattle, California, London. Stephen Gautry, the manager of Watkins, the world's oldest metaphysical bookstore in London, England, wrote at the time, I foresee great things for this book. He was right. By the second year, The Power of Now had developed into an underground bestseller, as one reviewer later called it. Then, after the book received a number of favorable reviews in various journals and magazines, its growth accelerated and finally became explosive when Oprah Winifrey, who had been deeply affected by the book, proceeded to tell the world about it. Five years after it was first published, it reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list, and it is now available in 30 languages. It has been very well received and become a bestseller even in India. 
a country considered by many to be the birthplace of humanity's quest for spiritual enlightenment. Most of the thousands of letters and emails that have been sent to me from all over the world are from ordinary men and women. But there are also letters from Buddhist monks and Christian nuns, from people in prison or facing a life-threatening illness or imminent death. Psychotherapists have written to say that they recommend the book to their patients or incorporate the teachings in their practice. Many of those letters and emails mention a lessening or even a complete disappearance of suffering and problem-making in people's lives as a result of reading The Power of Now and putting the teachings into practice in everyday life. There is frequent mention of the amazing and beneficial effects of inner body awareness, the sense of freedom that comes from letting go of self-identification with one's personal history and life situation, and the newfound inner peace that arises as one learns to relinquish mental, emotional resistance to the suchness of the present moment. Many people have read the book more than once and they comment that the text loses none of its freshness upon subsequent readings. Indeed, that the book's transformative power remains not only undiminished, but actually becomes intensified. Well, we have gone through the book twice with this podcast, and I'd have to agree with him that it does stay fresh. I think it's very very timeless. I mean, we're talking about the power of now, which is there's no time when you're in the now. And it makes sense that it would be a timeless discussion. There is no past. There is no future. There's only now. And since the book is focused completely on the power of now, it's timeless in its message. It's true. And every time I read it, I learn something new, like every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I really do. Eckhart goes on to say, the more the dysfunction of the human mind plays itself out on the world stage, clearly visible to everyone in the daily television news reports, the greater the number of people who realize the urgent need for a radical change in human consciousness if humanity is not to destroy both itself and the planet. This need, as well as readiness in millions of people for the arising of a new consciousness, is the context within which the success of the power of now must be seen and understood. This does not mean, of course, that everyone responds favorably to the book. In many people, as well as in most of the political and economic structures and the greater part of the media, the old consciousness is still deeply entrenched. Anyone who is still totally identified with the voice in their head, the stream of involuntary and incessant thinking, will inevitably fail to see what the power of now is all about. Some enthusiastic readers gave a copy of the book to a friend or relative, 
and were surprised and disappointed when the recipient found it quite meaningless and could not get beyond the first few pages. Mumbo Jumbo was all that the Time magazine could see in the book that countless people around the globe found life-changing. Furthermore, any teaching that puts the spotlight of attention on the workings of the ego will necessarily provoke egoic reaction, resistance, and attack. I think that's so true. And I remember I attended one of Eckhart's live talks in San Diego at a convention center that was sold out. <laughs> but he was joking about, well, I bet there's some of you that got dragged in here <laughs> with your spouse. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's probably true for a lot of people. This is so revolutionary. And people want to share. It's a gift. And people want to share the gift with others. And they get so excited about it. I I understand completely. I, too, am so excited about it because it takes you into a place of peace and transformation and helps you to get to a place of acceptance and surrender that helps you to know the peace that is beyond all understanding it's like a miracle and there's a lot of people that have such strong egos that they're in resistance to it because it is the annihilation of the ego (laughs) yeah like everything you thought you were is like not there anymore (laughs) right right (laughs) The destruction of the ego. (laughs) Well, the final paragraph here from Eckhart says, however, despite a certain amount of misunderstanding and critical dissent, the response to the book around the globe has been overwhelmingly positive. I feel confident that in the years to come, millions more will be drawn to it and that the power of now will continue to make a vital contribution to the arising of a new consciousness and a more enlightened humanity. I completely agree with Eckhart on that. Eckhart wrote that April the 19th, 2004 in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this second pass through the power of now a guide to spiritual enlightenment. And what we have been contemplating is moving on to the next book that he wrote in 2005 called A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. And we have approached Dutton, who is one of the publishers. It's Penguin Random House, a division of Penguin Random House is Dutton. We approached them and asked for permission. And it's been a couple months, and I've had emails back and forth, but still have not received permission. And then we discovered that Namaste Publishing is who we should have approached in the first place to get permission to do this podcast on the book like we did with The Power of Now. And we only discovered that yesterday. (laughs) So we do not currently have permission to read this new book. So until we do receive permission, it might be fun just to read snippets from, from this book. What are your thoughts, Gilda? Yeah, I think that would be cool. 
I feel like it could still be very interesting. It's a beautiful book. Well, thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next week when we take a dive into a new earth, awakening to your life's purpose. See you then. Bye for now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Or you can contribute by going to wainwrightglobal.com forward slash go forward slash support. Thank you.